You're listening to On Mission with Dr. Matt Davis, a podcast designed to explore the personal mission of everyday leaders. Hear from men and women who are making a difference in their corner of the world and discover what keeps them on mission. Welcome to On Mission, a podcast with Dr. Matt Davis. And today we are doing an away mission. I am actually in Trichiapalli, India today, and we are having the privilege of talking with many of our Christian brothers here on the other side of the world and gaining some perspectives. And what I'm finding in all of these conversations is that although we have very different culture and a very different context in which ministry takes place, the heart and the passion to follow Christ and to honor the Lord with everything, every aspect of our life and ministry is something that we very much hold in common. And so I think that you will enjoy these conversations and it'll be a little bit different than our normal format, but we are bringing video together with the audio as well. And hopefully that will uh, enhance the experience a little bit. We are literally outdoors. And so some of the sounds and environment noises that you hear will just have to be authentic and what they really are. We are on the campus of Heritage Baptist Bible College and Seminary, which God has given a tremendous campus. And I've done some updates online, uh, giving some tours of the facilities and properties. So you can look that up on Facebook and see all of the different buildings that are happening behind me is a brand new dormitory that's being constructed. We had a building dedication for that today. Out here is a field that they use for recreation, and someday I'm sure we'll have other facilities as well. And we are just looking forward to some great conversations. Uh, the students are preparing for small groups, and so our time is somewhat limited, but I am looking forward to a good conversation today. At this time, we're about to have a conversation with Professor Emmanuel, and I am very delighted to call him my friend. And we have been getting to know each other this week as we have been ministering together on campus. And he is a new professor here at Heritage, having just completed his seminary studies. And so I think you will really find it interesting, his path to Christ, uh, growing up in a, a very different family situation, and uh, how God led him not only to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but also into a willingness to serve in ministry and where you find yourself today. So, Emmanuel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. So tell us a little bit about your family background growing up and how you came to Christ. It's a very interesting sort of origin story for you. Starting with my uh, mom's uh, life, see, actually from um, CSA background, okay. which is Ca a norm Catholic nominal, program. yeah, from yeah. Catholic, uh, the nominal Christian's life. Mm. So that's what she lives. And she lived in those days. And you sh and at one point, uh, through some of the relatives, that's what she said. She was uh, kind of witchcrafted and she lost her mind almost a year. So there was a, uh, they were Catholic, but there was kind of a mixture within the culture. And she actually got involved in witchcraft as a teenager. Yes, sir. And when she was in the, position, the, the situation, she lost her mind and almost for eight months she was locked in a room by her family because if they let her open, she let her away, she will go somewhere with dress or without dress, we're not sure. 
she's a 24 year old and she was not married by that point wow and she was totally out of her sense sometimes she beats and she bites some those whom she see wow and she she's totally kind of arrogance and she's totally out of her mind mm. so that point see something happened before that i just come uh, saying mm-hmm. what happened to my uh, my mom's elder sister who's yeah. my aunt okay so actually they are away from our uh, from our home maybe 300 km away from our home so in those days they don't have a uh, phones and things so only for us letter so these things my 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 mom my mom's sister come to know little later what happened in her family is my aunt family is they all kind of uh, depression and they as a entire family they plan to commit suicide they didn't know the lord and they yes. were in a fairly desperate same, depressed situation same nominal christians life they were living yeah and when they were in the madurai they just lived a life that because they went there because of to live there mm. uh, because she was married to a man who was from madurai mm. so they went there and they were living madurai is the third largest city, city in tamil nadu yes sir and uh, it is i've been it's there. filled with temple cities yes the and, temple city of yes. india mm. and one point they plan to come as a as a family they plan to commit suicide because of some depression and the financial issues mm. so that point that night they about to eat the dinner which is poisoned mm. they themselves poisoned it because as a, they don't want to tell their children oh. they have two children they don't tell their children that this is what we are going to do it so as a husband and wife they planned and they about to make it so that point a pastor came and knocked at the door saying that uh the lord asked me to come to this house and share the gospel a pastor they never met the pastor and they never met it was their dinner time which is at night so he came and knocked the door and when they opened they that pastor was saying that the lord asked me to come and share gospel to this house so that's what he, he received a message from the lord and and he came and spoke he shared the gospel At that point the both of them the parents my aunt my aunt uncle both of them committed their life to the lord mm. and when she come to know about my mom's situation at home right she immediately travel back she thought i've got the answer for yeah. this situation yeah see she want to come and see her sister also she wanted to share gospel to them to entire family but entire family rejected because they all from roman catholic and the roman mm-hmm. yeah they were rebellious against what we believe right so when she shared the gospel to everyone no one believed and then she left the bible she came to my my mom's uh, the room then she was sleeping so she was she called her my mom did not respond so she left the bible just beside her near the pillow side mm-hmm. and she prayed for her and she left and then mom when she left she probably thought this this did nothing i mean i i yeah. i guess i haven't been able to get through to her yes sir but she leaves a bible and she room. left the bible a new mm-hmm. testament beside her and she after she prayed for her and left the bible beside her and she left so my mom realizes from this point mom realized so this, this much the last one year she's totally out of her mind she don't remember anything what she did by my mom what she remembers is she took the bible and she opened and started reading that's what she means she come to sense mm-hmm. she start realizing that happened to her and from that point she had kind of blind faith in on christ so what, she really got saved yes, <laughs> that, mean, and that yeah. changed my three person four person 
in my mom's family mm. when my aunt come and share the gospel none of them believed right but this point this made them to believe and may especially when they saw what it did for your mom who yes. was out of her mind they couldn't even let her out of the room yes, and sir. now she's a completely different person yes, back sir. in her right mind yes sir wow so they when they say this then they all start to go to church they all then they, they call me my, my aunt again and they spoke with her and they they come to know about Christ to my aunt wow praise the lord and so so, so fast forwarding ahead a little bit yes sir your mom gets married has, begins to have children you have how many siblings i have four siblings four siblings and so you your mom is pretty strict yes sir and she raises you guys in a in a christian home but she is very strict yes as i said she had a kind of blind faith yeah. she doesn't care about what we do she only cares about did you read bible or did you pray <laughs> okay. only these two things she cares and at another point i can say that even if if you don't if you did not bahat at three verses in a day she is not going to feed you dinner so if you didn't quote three new bible verses new bible every verse. day that you had memorized no dinner no dinner were there days I you can, went to bed hungry yes <laughs> i have to say that <laughs> there are many days that we slept with an empty stomach oh <laughs> and sometime papa used to come at 11 11:30 and sometime if mom say that they did not eat food at i can say when mom and my dad enters the home she asks the first question did they eat that's the question <laughs> my dad used to ask me mom because my my dad also knows she, my mom is will never compromise even the dad is saying something about the food she I will see. never compromise about yeah. it so that's what the childhood the christian life that i was living mm mm-hmm. but but did it ever at that time was it was it personal for you or just this is what i have to do to get food yes sir yeah i have to say that yeah what means why i read bible why i prayed i morning one hour we had to pray evening one and a half hour we had to pray after that we had to read bible then we had <laughs> to by heart even we have tomorrow exam this what our this what our schedule she will never compromise with our schedule uh, i can say it on point we read bible we did everything uh, all my mom schedule just for food yeah otherwise we may not get food so if you do it you get it everything right so that reason we are reading so though you were in christian family those i was in a christian family especially for myself leaving my uh, siblings beside though i was uh, living in a christian family i had no connection with christ at all mm. just reading bible and praying just for mom, mom's sake yeah. and for food sake that's what and you were taken to church but yes you know whether you listened uh maybe sit outside and maybe skip out altogether some days and you get all the way into your teenage years and even at that point you still don't necessarily have a personal relationship with the lord yes sir used yeah. to go to church mm-hmm. but that also my mom used to cry she used to cry that we didn't go to church mm. so when she cries when mom cries as a as a son it's very hard to accept So right. just because mom cry we used to go we used to go to church mm. and sit in the outside that portico we sit there and we watch phone something we go with the earphone to the church <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be something happening there so i make my presence in the chapel come on for 2 or 3 hours then we leave the church that's what the christian mm. that that life i was living for for right. 
Many years. So what what did God do to get a hold of you? It's a again the thought. It takes some things to understand. As my sure. mom's, the two different scenario. Mm. So, so it again to have two different scenario. What happened in my life and what happened in my mom's life. I used to go to church because of mom cry, but I never thought that the God was behind me. Mm-hmm. The God was really cares for me. I have escaped many accidents with a bike, with a bus, and with the water. Where I used to about to drown in the uh, water, and I lost my consciousness. But the Lord, at that point, I didn't understand it was the Lord. That you thought you're just he lucky. Luck. Yeah. I was Indians lucky. Indians love because, to talk about luck, yes, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it's my luck. And one other bus accident, I saw a person died in front of my eyes where I about to stand. Every day we have a regular bus to my workplace. That was actually my all my classmates. They were studying the that day college. So that point they were studying college. So we used to go and travel in the same bus. So that point I we have a, so since all my classmates and things we have a regular place to stand in the bus. So that point I missed the bus. I was running behind the bus. I couldn't get the bus. So I got a person's uh, uh I got a lift through one of. the traveler i was going through and i saw the accident happen and where i was living where i about to stand that that person and one who was standing beside both of them died because wow. the bus hit with the lorry oh. so that point really just everybody thought just accident but i know that that was my place i about to die if i if i got the bus i just missed the bus in just in front of me we would call that a wake up call yes sir yeah <laughs> so they these all accidents i felt it's just luck but at one point when i accept christ i'm coming there a little later when i accept christ i really understood that it is not just because of luck it is just because the lord was just just behind me we can we can we can relate my life with the luke chapter 15 the both the lost coin the lost sheep and the lo- the lost son Mm. The Lord was behind the lost sheep, right? Yeah. I was behaving like the lost son. I threw off everything what God have done in my life and went with what I can go off. But the Lord was behind me, and He He was very careful about my life. And He I'm, took I'm me. I'm guessing back. your mom continued to pray for you yes, through sir. all those years. Yes. I remember the days we used to sleep in the floor uh-huh. because uh, that's what our, our the way the way we sleep. and she used to sit behind our 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 i would say beyond my head when we sleep above our head and she used to she used to pray for a long long time even though i realized that she is praying for i don't respond i just realize it i turn and sleep again mm. i was many time i many days i've seen that i realized that her tears are fall on my head but i know she is praying for so i don't say don't cry so because i love mom and i i don't like she's crying but when she's in prayer okay i thought it okay, related to her faith and she so i don't interrupt in it but her my mom's prayer the the bible that i read when i was childhood that really really kept me safe the path i walk i was very careful of what i'm doing just right. because my mom's prayer and the bible that i read by heart in the childhood so those was very 
I was very selective what to choose, what not to choose. Though I was away from Christ, I had the fear that Christ is the God and He is watching over me. Yeah, your so, your mom's faith developed your conscience to yes, a level that even though you didn't know the Lord, you still had a sense of right and wrong, yes, and you didn't want to cross that line. And at the time, it was more to please your mom than to please God. Yes, but I, that's what a, a that's what a good mom will do, you know, is keep her son on the straight and narrow until yes, God gets a hold of his life. And at one point, I realized that I cannot uh, live a life that is worth even in front of human sight. If I expose my life to the people, I know that they they are not going to be respect me at any more, even though I don't do it a public sin. The, the the life I was living, I felt like it was not worth at all. Mm. So at one point I thought, how it will be in God's, God's sight? So the life I live, it should be worth, it should have some meaning, it should have some value. Mm-hmm. At one point I realized that even I can't save myself if I continue this way without, without God, without someone help me from outside. So I used to approach uh, some people elder people but i know they are going to judge me if i expose my life to them i know they are going to judge me hmm. so it was a situation that i'm not ex- i'm not able to expose my life to someone at the same time i know that if i live my life this way i am not going to make it my life worth mm-hmm. so you wanted you wanted your life to count but you didn't know how to yes sir. do something <laughs> with it that mattered yes sir yeah so, so so how did you come to that point then when you personally accepted christ this thought this thought in my conscious it really led me to um, to accept christ I, you I already knew the gospel in your mind and so you were able to when your heart was finally ready kind of take the knowledge you already had is that what you mean actually i told we are by hearting scripture from childhood mm-hmm. and we are living in a christian family we lived in a christian family yeah. so that conscious was in my mind mm. that thought was in my mind mm. and the life i live i know it is not going to make it worth with the life i was living yeah so at one po- at in a, in a 2013 night 2012 and 13 that new year night mm. i was in a church that same because a nominal christian used to attend every day every year new year and christmas so right. i used to go to church only on new year and christmas willingly other days because of mom says i used to go <laughs> okay <laughs> so i never miss new year service and christmas service and also they give cake so oh, okay <laughs> well that's <laughs> that's a good reason <laughs> so i used to go and uh, part of it those that day the new year convent, new year uh, new year service was in a hall because many many people used to come like me the church was not sufficient they needed so a bigger building they needed a bigger building so they took a kind of marriage hall for them so there's no place for me to sit outside at midnight so <laughs> i had to get into the church and through the worship and the i was really convicted i i really prayed out even i do not know that i was praying i really prayed loud and i prayed to the lord that i was not exactly remembering what i prayed for but i realized that i was praying then followed by a sermon i was really convicted that god can save me the point i come that i cannot save myself and the message i heard i really convicted that the lord can really save me 
then so i realized that i couldn't go anywhere because i know people will judge me if i go and say about my life so i find a best person who is god to whom i can share my life to whom i can openly say to god that lord i'm suffering with this lord i need your help mm. so i could able to i find that that point that new year night i accepted christ as my personal savior and i start to go to church without anybody's compulsion <laughs> and at that point it was your faith not just your mother's faith yes sir I bet she was pretty excited uh, to hear that. Yes sir. When yeah. I actually when I went in that night itself I told I went and told my mom and the pastor that I decided to come every every week. I was much with a much hesitation I went and told my mom and the pastor that I am going to come every week and they were surprised really because they have seen me yeah. from my they knew <laughs> they yeah. know me and even I particularly to say I heard pastors because i've seen some bad examples of some pastors so i don't i think all the pastors are same ah. so all are working for money all mm. are living their life and they're using people for their selfishness so i don't like pastors so when i went and told to the pastor that i'm going to do ministry i'm going to become a pastor in the future they all surprised that the way even to say before i was when i was not in christ i even take the bible through out of my house because i i thought that uh when i was in depression and when i was in the point that i can't save my life so what's the point anything mm. remaining in the world mm. right so even i taken through i remember the days even those things are in my mind i took and through the bibles from my house and saying that no one should not read bible in this house mm-hmm. so there was a point when i was start working those days so how old were you When that New Year's Eve. Bible. No, What? that New Year's Eve when when you accepted Christ. How old were you? I was 23 years old, sir. So 23 years your mom prayed for you. Yes, sir. And it took a little while. Yes. Sir. <laughs> but the Lord drew you to himself yes, and sir. took some circumstances, but what a great testimony. Yes, Thank you for taking the time this evening to share that with us. I hope we'll have a part two where we can find out how you got from new convert to Bible college. Sure, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Welcome back to part 2. We are picking up where we left off and yesterday when we concluded our conversation because the darkness was falling and it was time for dinner, we talked about your salvation testimony and how God had brought you to Christ and what an incredible story for you to tell and God truly did rescue you yes, from very bad circumstances. Uh you had told me you just alluded to it but you told me that God spared your life on a yes, number sir. of occasions. Do you want to tell the story tell tell the bus story? We used to go I used to get a connecting bus on your way to on your way to my shop your where shop. I worked where I, I was working before I accepted Christ. So the per- bus is permanent bus for us. Every we college bus and the private bus so we get that bus every time. We Same never bus miss it. Every Same day. bus and the direct the conductor and the driver are very close to us mm-hmm. even they see us somewhere around they used to stop for us well, that's nice yeah because <laughs> that's our regular bus that we go right. and it's reaching the college mm-hmm. my friends were those who were studied with me they are that point they were studying college i see so they they, they we travel together and we have a permanent place since we are college mates they are college mates i'm working the same place where the college is i see so we have a permanent place in the bus we used right. to hang on the doorstep and that's my spot right yes <laughs> we if i if they come, if they see that see me there they will they'll give my spot for me here here comes a manual yeah. <laughs> this is his spot okay yes. very good so that day 
I everything gone well until that second bus. Mm-hmm. That's my third bus, the last bus to reach my particular the shop. So I about to cross the road, but I was not able to cross the road because lot of too much traffic. Yeah. Traffic and but I crossed before I crossed. I saw the bus around. I was trying to rush, but because of heavy traffic, I'm not able to cross. But I cross and run, and none of them see me. If one of my friends see, also they will stop the bus. Just as the bus is pulling away. Yeah, the bus started moving, so I ran behind and I couldn't reach the bus. The bus moved. It actually about two and a half, three kilometer far from where I yeah. where, where yeah. I landed and to reach. So I, I just got one of the one of the I got lift from one of the bike, one of the passenger along by. I see. So I got him lift and was trying to, and I about to reach and it was heavy traffic even in front of me. Right. So I heard ambulance sound, hmm. and then things. That that that's a bad day yeah, for somebody. Yeah, it's, it's a really it get really traffic. It's a college yeah. road. It get really traffic that road as well. Hmm. Then I was wondering what happened. So I I told him that uh, that that one who gave me left. I told him that okay, it's fine. It's my area. Yeah. I can go forward. Right. Then I went through. Then I saw uh, the. I heard it's a bus accident something. I know it's a bus left in front of me is the one. Got somewhere accident, uh-huh. so I went through. I saw that uh, the lorry, the the, the, the lot of uh, industrial areas. Okay. So the lo- some lorry was there a with big, a, a lorry is a, a really big truck. Yeah, it's a big truck with yeah. a lot of um, cement. Down. Yeah, cement. Cement goods. Mm. Then the bus, the back side, got hit with the back side of the lorry. Mm. When the bus about to turn, and some of them lose control and they hit. Their face on the lorry back, the truck back side, oh. and I saw two person dead in front of my eyes. And oh. actually, when I inquiry about it, and I, they said that that's a that's a spot where I stand. That was your spot. That's what two my people spot who were in your day. spot. Yes, were the ones that my you spot saw. and one who was just beside me. And so that day, you had not yet accepted Christ. That yeah. day, you thought you were very lucky. Yeah, it does. I, I, at that moment, I was really afraid as well. Then. I went to shop. The shopkeeper asked what happened. I told that's an accident, and he thought that I was I was afraid by seeing the blood and things. But I know what I afraid for. Mm. I thought that it was in that spot. It's supposed to be me, me who's supposed to die in that place. Wow. But that point, I thought it's luck, the great luck. Somewhere I did some something good I in see. my previous life or this oh, life. Wow. Somewhere I did good. So. I was lucky that's what, to That's escape. what Hinduism teaches. Yes, sir. So you did something good in a previous life and now you're being repaid yes, good sir. karma. But but now you know differently. Yes, sir. When my mom said she saw me two times died in dream. Mm. And that those days she prayed for me the most. Yeah. She used to sit above her head and she used to pray yeah. when we were sleeping. Yeah. So she said those days I prayed for the most. That's what she said. That really made me these two accidents. One is the water drowning and this bus, which I fear the most. Yeah. I met a lot of accidents, but those things we in the young stage. That's what our, that's what the adventure we look for. Yeah. So I I never mind those things. But well, I, I appreciate you telling that story because it helps us to understand not just a little bit about your culture and what your life has been like, but how God was in His providence and His grace preserving your life for something bigger. Yes. And that's what our program is about. It's about talking to people who are living life on purpose with a mission and a calling. And so we concluded our time yesterday talking about your salvation testimony that God gloriously saved you and 
you heard the gospel many times from your mom, but then it was on that New Year's uh, service. And so how did you come to be here as a Bible college professor going from being a rebellious teenager who finally accepted Christ to being a college professor? I'll start this with how I committed my life to the Lord. How you committed your life to the Lord. My life to the yes, Lord for the ministry. Yes, that's what I would like to know. Ministry. Yes. It was, uh, as I said, I was a fashion designer. I used to work uh, in a shop. A fashion designer? I was a fashion designer. Oh, well that explains... Oh, yes, yes oh, it's all you're very... my products. <laughs> <laughs> you could help me, actually. Sure, sure, of course. <laughs> and so you're a fashion designer and you're working in that industry. Yes, so that those days power off so we couldn't work so I was standing outside. Is that a common thing for the power yes, to go sir. out? Yes, Not sir. just here, in, I've noticed a, a yes, few sir. days in here. Tamil Nadu, in India it gets a lot of power cut. And, but people don't panic, they just yes, adapt, it's right? It's a kind of normal life for free, us. Free day off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that day I was standing outside and the balcony I was looking, just looking at the road view. I saw some Hindu people, they do their devotion to the Lord and I'll explain this yeah. I'll explain this along with few background what is in my conscience. My village is my, my village where I live. It has, it has 72 Hindu temples and four churches. 72 Hindu, Hindu temples. temples and four Christian Church. churches. Yeah. Wow. And it includes all uh, RC and everything, all yeah. the nominal and uh, Okay. Spiritual, so that, the, the four churches in, includes the Roman Catholic. Yes, everything. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm, why I'm saying is this that much Hindu populated in my village. Yeah. So a lot of Hindu rituals and a lot of um, Hindu devotees around I've seen. I've seen a lot of rituals. And a few of them from my childhood I've seen that they used to walk on the fire. They spread the fire coals and they uh, walk through it to mm. fulfill their commitment to show their devotion to Demonstrate the Lord. Demonstrate their commitment. And yeah. they used to put some kind of spears through their cheek. And both say they put a lemon and a lemon. <laughs> okay. And they and they walk. After making this, they used to walk miles and they, miles. They how thick is that? It'll be this much, sir. The 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 width, the thickness of yeah, your finger, finger. through both cheeks, yes, through their mouth, yes, <laughs> and then put a lemon on either yes. side. Sometimes it used to be very big. Oh and my Sometimes it'll be hanging down both sides. Wow. And, and they, they walk. Used to walk walk miles and miles to reach that temple. Wow. And sometimes I've seen people in their tongue, they put, and it is really horrible to see. And they yeah. used to put hook, hooks on their body and they pull the chariot. Few well, people joined together, put hooks on their body. Through their skin. Through their skin, it will pierce the skin and it likes it. And they walk. And sometimes, some, I've seen it, sometimes the skin, the hook will pull out, pull out the uh, oh. skin and it bleeds. And still they walk forward. So such a commitment they have. Yeah. So when I see this side on the road, they have, they have kind of firewoods and their, uh, it's a fire coal something in their their shoulder with, and they used to put their hand and they yeah they used to the put on their on the, ash there on, on their, their forehead. And their forehead. Mm -hmm. You see everyone has has that on yes, their forehead. Yes, yes. In Indian culture, yeah. people used to have it. So they used to put and I've seen people walking with a barefoot and they they were getting offering from every shops. Mm. Because they are going to the temple, so I see. They so get, everyone gives them something to take yeah, something along to take the along temple to make it. And they're carrying this on their head or yes, wherever. Sir. Yes. So they are all making bad food. So when I see this, uh, I I got kind of burden. So what 
it in two ways. One is my personal way. Another one is to commit the Lord. The first thing is, I did not realize this one at the point. But when I start reading Bible, after that, I realized this. The thing is, they have such a faithful devotion to their uh, their deity, who is who is a kind of stones and yeah. not at all true. Right, not made. I yeah, mean, made made with made hands. with the hands and yeah. things. But we have a, a faithful, true, living God, living God. And sometimes we fail to worship God with truthfulness. Wow. And when I read Bible later, I found it, I found it in Samson, Delilah's story. Mm. Delilah is a prostitute. Mm -hmm. She's asking, when Samson lied many times to Delilah, Delilah said in one verse, I think 15 verse 16, that is 15 verse 16, I think so. He, she says that, how can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? That's what quote she made it. Mm. So, as if, if a prostitute expects such a level <laughs> that when we say I love you, Lord, I love you, and wow. our heart is not with her, our true God who created us, how much will expect us when we say, Lord, wow. I love you, Lord, I love you, and we don't have our heart is not straight with the Lord. Wow! How much the Lord will expect? So that is really personally, it 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 empower me to live for the Lord. Sure. And the second thing is that moment when I when this thought come, their God is. Not true God, but the devotion is very true. Sometimes our devotion is kind of we pretend to be de uh, faithful Christians, pretending, but, yeah. but our God is very true God. Right. We we pretend to faithfulness towards our true faithful God. Mm. So this thought, once it come in mind, the immediate another question came that who will tell about the true and faithful God to those working, those who worshiping faithfully to the fake God. Yeah. So that point I told the Lord, that immediate point I told to the Lord, Lord, I'm available. If you have a purpose, a will in my life, please take me, for, accept me for your ministry. That's a, that's you were having I, some very deep thoughts on the balcony that day with the power yes. out, watching over the street, and God spoke to you in that way and led you then to commit your life to whatever he would have for you. Yes, sir. And you didn't know then what that would look like exactly, did you? Yes, sir. So... You ended up going to Bible college. Yes, the next month I joined Bible college. The very because, next month. <laughs> because if you would have asked, that moment the question came, who will share to them gospel? But the question came that, am, am I eligible to share the gospel or am I ready to share the gospel? When I thought, I have no idea of, even though I was grown up in a Christian family, I have no idea of what to share the gospel and how to share the gospel, what are the gospel contents, nothing I know. So I decided that I should study Bible. If Before. God if God calls you to do something, you need to prepare yes, sir. We in have order to, to do it well. Yes, sir. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so the next month I joined Bible College. Yeah. So two years I studied uh, Diploma in Theology in Kerala, which is another uh, state. Then I went to North, North in India for studying my um, Bachelor of Theology. Mm -hmm. Then I continued my Master of Theology um, <clears throat> for four years in Asian Christian Academy. Right, which is uh, affiliated with Dallas yes, Theological Seminary. It is ATA affiliated, uh -huh. but it's kind of extension of extension of Dallas. Dallas. So all the professors are from Dallas. Are they? Those who are teaching here, most of them, ninety percentage are from Dallas, and they get uh, they have a lot of visiting prophets from uh, professors from Dallas. So you had the benefit of some very good instruction. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel like you were well prepared through that process? Yes, sir. Yeah. God Till, gave you a, a unique preparation yes, with the combination of different schools that yes, you attended. Yes, been nine years in studying um, in a Bible colleges. And how um, long have you, since you graduated? 
I graduated on April 14 of this 2022. So, so three months ago. Yes, sir. <laughs> and now you are three months into your career yes, sir. as a Bible college professor. Yes, Amen. Sir. And um, how, how have you found this experience since joining on with Heritage? It's great. Uh, I love the way people working here. To see, I've, I've been in different Bible colleges. To compare that, we have uh, not things, no, nothing yeah as we since you're growing up right. but i see the people's heart i yeah. see the people's heart passion yeah. for the lord so when i see i felt that i should even they asked me to uh, step out from this college i decided that i will be here because they're working for the lord the lord is working here so yes. i will work for the lord that's that's a great point isn't it you yes. look around and here the chickens have joined us yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, there there is not much yet but by faith, you can see yes, that God is working here. Yes, and as I said to the students yesterday, instead of saying, Lord, you know, where, what can you build here where I am? What you need to do is say, Lord, find out where is the Lord already working yes, and go there yes, and be a part of that. Yes, and so it seems like that's what you have done. Yes, so as you are here, what subjects are you teaching? I'm holding five subjects here. Greek, hermeneutics, church history, Isaiah and Jeremiah and apologetics. Apologetics yes, as well. Apologetics for the beginners. I'm not trained well with apologetics because my track is biblical studies, which is language and uh, I see. Uh, interpretation. Mm -hmm. But there's a need, so I took up the challenge. I said that I'll do it. Well, you certainly have the life experience yes, sir. through your own personal testimony to explain how to share the gospel effectively. In, yes, sir. Yeah, that is sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And have you seen God working in the lives of your students as well then? Yes, sir. I've been here only a few months. Yeah. I see the students are really committed. I've even if we have small work, they they do it very hard, very wholeheartedly. I yeah. I could see their commitment and their commitment to read Bible every day. If you go around there, you will find many people sitting and reading Bible at night, the devotion times. And you know very well how hard it is to understand what the Bible means when you read it before you have a good framework to understand the, the structure of the Bible and what it means. Someone just picks up, you know, the book of Deuteronomy and starts reading and they, they're not a saved individual and they have no spiritual insight. It, it's meaningless. It's almost, yes, it's almost counterproductive. Yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> and yet I see with our students here that in some ways there is a language barrier because they're not just speaking Tamil or Hindi. Many of them have different languages that they cannot even talk to each other other than through English. And so most of the instruction is in English, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. We, even though they find, they're learning now, they're finding hard time to, because they all learn their own vernacular language, yeah. they're schooling. Right. So here only they're learning English. Yeah. So we are just trying to teach them and still we keep our standard English. So. You keep all instruction in English. Okay, so my my final question to you is, what advice do, can you think of from your own nine years in, in college and studying and now in your experience as a professor, what advice would you give someone who is sort of standing on the same balcony as you were and they believe they're, they're a Christian, but they are considering what God might do with their life, what advice do you have for that for that person? Bible says the Lord is looking for people. The Lord is looking for the people. But we find really very less people, the men are the people who is looking for the God. 
we have really less person we whatever we see we think it is god we sometimes we follow ideologies sometimes we make it that ideal mm-hmm. for for us to follow mm-hmm. but god is the one who gave us the wisdom to create those ideologies to mm-hmm. create anything that we see here right. so we have to see the the one who is giving not the gift that's another means yes. uh, god have given wisdom we use wisdom to question who god is how we we ask uh, we create something and we portray that is god but right. we forget to as we see with these hindu temples where yes, they sir. i was in uh, wh- what is your town that you grew Mine, up in i am from coimbatore sir okay so we were in madurai, madurai. yeah temple city of india yes sir we saw this temple that was a thousand feet high and they have literally 1200 statues of hindu gods that they created themselves with their hands and they're very proud of that and they say this was 2000 years old and i look at that and i think for 2000 years that statue stood there and did nothing yes for anyone nothing gods made with hands are no gods yes and we serve a true and living god Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Sir. And so you and I on opposite sides of the world with very different backgrounds. Uh I also had a wonderful mother that prayed for me every day. I was also a rebellious teenager and I re- I I uh very much identify with your story. But it has been wonderful to hear from you. Thank you for taking the time to share Thank it you, and to prepare your thoughts and to share your insights and and spiritual passion to serve the Lord. And we're praying for you. Thank you. And sir. God bless you as you minister here. It's not easy, but I'm proud of you that you are staying true to the calling to prepare nine long years since you stood on that balcony. And now you're standing on another balcony yes, beginning to do what God prepared you and called you to do. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. This program is dedicated to discussions or conversations with people who have dedicated their lives to the Lord and are trying to live in such a way that it matters for eternity. Uh please welcome to the program Professor Nayak. Uh thank you dear sir. We are sitting here on the campus of Heritage Baptist College and you are a professor here. What subjects do you teach? Uh I do teach the New Testament for the MD and MTH and especially elementary greek for the pre-emdiv and then syntax for the md1 and the greek exegesis also for the md1 mm-hmm. and exegesis for the md2 so languages uh, yeah languages mm-hmm. as well as advanced uh, hormonetics mm-hmm. and contemporary theological issues philosophy of mission those are the those are the big topics yeah all yeah. those topics that i do teach and so as a professor here um you have uh the advanced students it sounds like yeah but i don't suppose that your christian journey began in such a place you must have uh some road that brought you to this point in your life and your career and so i'm very interested in hearing about that tell me about your family growing up were they christian was it a christian home or what was that like Definitely sir it's a privilege for me to serve with you thanks for giving me this privilege i'm so excited i'm overwhelmed to share what god has done in my life amen i never ever forget 1993 september 15 evening 5 o'clock 
Wow, that's very specific. That God has done a great miracle in my life. I was a person who never fears anybody. Okay. Out of 100 percentages, not even a single percentage had fear to anyone. But the day come, and I started fearing when I heard about the death. A death. I was good at in my uh, playing games, mm-hmm. as well as I was good at uh, having a physical fighting, as well as you know, all other skin music like tabla, I would call. Okay, so uh, help me understand the game. You were good at playing games. Yeah. What kind of games? Do I was you play? playing like volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah. Do you play kabaddi? Kabaddi. Yes. I would like you to teach me yeah. that sometime. Yeah, kabaddi. Okay. I was good at kabaddi. Uh-huh. I was champion also. Cricket. Uh, click, cricket, I know, but I don't play much. You didn't play that, that much. Okay. Yeah. And so you're good at games. You were good at, did you say political fighting? Or what did you say? What was the phrase? No political, physical oh. fighting. Oh, physical fighting. Physical fighting. Okay, so you could take anybody down. All right. Yeah, it was in yeah. the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you get in a lot of fights as a kid? I got involved in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, my intention was in the, from the beginning itself not to do a bad things. But any illegal goes, I used to stand against in it, and I used to take some action. But the day came, and uh, I came to know that uh, I'm going to die one day mm. from a servant of God, and he said with me that you are one day going, you are going to die. So a preacher told you this? Yes. Hebrew chapter 9, verse 27, he said with me, one day that you are going to die. And the turning point of mine is, Gospel of Matthew chapter 16 verse 26. One day I'm going to die. I was not happy at all. I was shocked. Then I started question. Then he told me that, do you know why you are going to die? Hmm. I thought I have every answer with me. I did not like to be defeated by any kind of questions. Hmm. So I tried to overcome, even to get victory on these questions. I tried searching and searching here and there. Finally, I could not get any answer. I, by frustrating, I asked that person, why don't you give answer? Hmm. I am troubled now. Then he told me, there is only one way. That's only Lord Jesus, hmm. through whom you can have a victory. And that's very different than the Hindu gospel, isn't it? Right. Yeah, which says over and over and over again, and many yeah. gods, and no real assurance right. or, or faith that you will actually have any sort of success in right. that life. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Finally, I was uh, fully convinced I am good for nothing. I'm helpless. Hmm. I'm a 100% a sinner worthy to go to hellfire. I cannot escape myself. Hmm. And I admit the Lord Jesus as my personal savior. 1993, September 15, evening, 5 o'clock. I cannot forget those days. The great miracle my Christ Lord Jesus has done in my life. If you ask most people if they've ever seen a miracle in their lifetime, they will probably say no. Or if they do, they'll tell you about some fantastic thing they think they saw. I say miracle, it is because uh, there is nothing power in the world to defeat me. Mm. But there is one power came, I was defeated. Mm-hmm. That's Lord Jesus owned me. So you were a very proud young man, but the question that haunted you was your own, your own death. The idea that you'll never defeat 
yes. death itself. Yes. How old were you when that happened? By the time I was uh, 17. I see. 17. So what kind of family background did you have prior to that? You were raised in what sort of home? Uh, it's a, my father was a teacher. Mommy, mother was a house wife. Mm-hmm. And it is a good family. Yeah. But uh, I grew up in a good sense and a gentle family. They taught us well how to behave and all. But uh, I was not able to tolerate is there anything goes illegal. I was not fearing to anyone, neither even government or politics or whoever it is. So I was standing against those illegals, even I was not afraid to die also. Mm-hmm. But finally I was caught that I, I am in a terrible condition, that I will be dying forever. I'm already dead, I want to go to hellfire. Then I got convinced. When the gospel came to me, and from the gospel of Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, I was thinking of doing something great in my life. Of course. Yeah. So you can, as the word of God says, if you gain whole world, yeah. but if you lose your own soul, what is the benefit in it? Right. So I was fully convinced that my soul is more precious than anything else in the world that what I am doing, mm. what I was running for what I was expecting. I was trying to gain the world actually by keeping my good name, fame, yeah. and uh, getting some good name in the world and property. But uh, God really touched me from that particular verse, Gospel of Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. Where are you from in India? I am from the state of Odisha, yeah. district of Kandamal, where the riot took place, the 2008, the persecution took place. Uh, significant persecution of Christians in that yes. region. And why, why is that happening? Uh, because there are uh, Hindu fundamentalists. Yeah. They do not tolerate uh, the minorities. They, they do not want the minorities to grow. And by minorities in that context, it would be anyone who was a Christian. Yeah, minority in the sense there are very less people, those who are accepting Christ. And uh, most of the, I think about 2% as there are Christians, about 2%, below 2%. Very small number very of small in Christian. Number. Yeah. So what was your grandfather involved in? My father was, uh, my grandfather was, uh, he was a witchcraft man, he used to worship to the devil named called Kali. Hmm. Even followed by my father also was worshiping. And to that same god goddesses we call that said Kali, and that goddess is one of the Hindu gods. There are thousands of them, right? And Kali, in particular, is somewhat cruel and vindictive and difficult, right? I mean, this is not a warm and fuzzy, uh, friendly goddess, <laughs> right? And your grandfather practiced witchcraft. You said, right. Now, in the States, oftentimes when we think of witchcraft, we think of either Haiti in the context of voodoo, or we think of Africa in the context of some tribal uh, worshiping of, of animals and spirits and things. What, what does witchcraft involve in India? Usually they used to do for two purposes. One is uh, even to, you know, for the harmful for others, Okay, to, to harm yeah, someone, harm your someone enemies. Else. Okay, yeah. yeah. And also to 
it is for the betterment of physical betterment and also for good luck for somebody they will be chanting and doing that so they they do chants and um, spells uh, either good or, or bad depending on if they like someone or they're upset with them <laughs> yeah yeah and so in that in that way your grandfather and your father were very devoted yes to this false goddess Kali yeah and how did your father go from being a leader of witchcraft in the Hindu faith to becoming a Christian? Uh, completely this is the work of the Lord. Yeah. As miracle took place in my life, the same miracle was taken place in the life of my father. It's, it is completely the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather, three grandfathers, and out of them there are 12 children. My father was the eldest son. Okay. He alone only accepted Christ as his personal savior uh, while there was a quarrel between my mother and father. Your, your mom and dad were fighting. Yes. And do you mind sharing what they were fighting about? Yeah. The God that my father was worshipping and uh, that God promised through dream to my father that if you give your eldest son and sacrifice, I'm ready to give anything in the world. So, Kali demanded of your father that he sacrifice his oldest son. Right. To, to kill him. Yes. Yeah. So, mother was not agree. Uh, so, because of this disagreement, they had a fighting. Your mom said, we're not doing that. Yes. Yeah. And now they're arguing. And this goes on for quite some time, I, yeah. I suppose. And by the time one uh, gentleman, an uneducated gentleman from a village who was a born-again person. And there, was, there happened to be a Christian man in yes, your village. Right, okay. right. Yes. And he came and found that they are fighting. Then he asked them, because he was very close with them, he asked them, why do you get this fight? Then the truth revealed. Mm. And my mom told, no, this is uh, my husband is saying that uh, he wants to sacrifice my elder son. Then he... She spilled the beans. <laughs> That's what we would say in, the, in English. <laughs> and finally, and he advised and said that, what kind of God that you are worshipping, the uh, God who takes over the life? Yeah. I want to introduce the God, the God who gives lives. Whoa. Then that was a turning point of my father. In fact, God gave his son for us. Right. The exact opposite of what Kali was demanding. Yes. Wow. And you, that made a huge impact on your dad. Yes. At that moment, and through that testimony, he came to know the Lord? Right. Wow. And so, were you a teenager when that happened, or was that earlier on? No, no, earlier. Yeah, earlier. That happened okay. earlier. I was very small by the yeah. time. I was born. And you were, just to clarify, yeah. you have an older brother. I have. So you were not the one. <laughs> I am not the one. Okay. I am not the one. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that that is hair-raising. Um to consider that God used something like that to reach a family in Orissa, yeah. and then ultimately you got saved right. and gave your life to the Lord as a teenager. Yeah. And so now as a 17-year-old that has accepted Christ, and it sounds to me like when you accepted Christ, you made a commitment <laughs> very clearly at that time and never looked back. Were you baptized after that? Yeah, I baptized after the... Uh, uh, three years. Three years later. Three years later. Okay. 
I was baptized after three years. So tell me, can I ask about that? Please. What What is your practice for baptism in India? Do you have a, a, a tank of clean water in the church that you uh, are immersed no, no, in? I baptized in a river. In a river? Yeah. There was no tank because it was okay. a village. It was a river. <laughs> so does... They, they say this is Name the appointed coil river. Yeah, this is the appointed day, and we will all meet down by the river. And were you the only one baptized that day? No, there were a few yeah. more yeah. along with me. Okay. Yeah, I was baptized with them. Is that day? That's the day you remember very well. I cannot. I cannot forget. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And do you think that that? I mean, now as you're a theology professor and you teach these things, do you think that's a little bit of why? we have the ordinance of baptism in order to give us that memory, that tangible reminder sure. of what the reality of what God did and in our life. And this is the first, you know, this is the first uh, uh, witness for the Lord, the first obedience to the Lord yeah. by the baptism. Obedience. That we, obedience. Yeah. yeah. First steps of obedience. So it took you three years to to take that first step, but eventually you, you did. I wanted to do anything and everything, but uh, there was no guide for me. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so you got saved, but you were not at that time in a good church hearing good preaching every week. How did, how in the world did you end up in Bible college? Uh, I had an elder sister, and she was doing... I had an elder sister. Her name is Kamalini Nayak, and uh, she was doing her theological studies, and somebody took her uh, for the studies. Somebody had guided her. And she told me that, why don't you go to this theology college? She thought you would be well suited for that. Yes. Yes. Were you a good student? Uh, I was a good student. Yeah. Not excellent, but I was a good student. Okay. <laughs> good, good, not great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she, she suggested that you do that. Yes. Okay. And uh, I was looking forward because uh, actually God talked to me through the word of God. Second Timothy chapter two verse fifteen. Study to show thyself approved unto God. If what man needeth not to be ashamed, rightly right dividing the word of truth. Yeah. That made me to go for training. So God was working on your heart, and your sister gave you a little nudge. Yes, yes. <laughs> She's no more today. She matured for the Lord. Is that right? Yeah. And so you went to the same college where she was studying, or yeah, somewhere else? Yeah, went okay. to the same college. Yeah. And South what, India Baptist Bible College and Seminary. Okay. And yeah. so you, um, what what is the path for someone in India? What would be the first degree that you would pursue? Uh, like a BTH. Bapt, bachelor's of Theology. Theology. Okay. Then BD. Okay. What bachelor is that? of Divinity. Bachelor of Divinity. Divinity. So you get two bachelor's degrees. Yeah. And those each take yeah. how long? It takes five years. To do both of them? Yeah. Five years for both. Okay. MDiv. You go right to the MDiv. Then MDiv. Okay. Then MTH. Then, okay, we call that a THM. THM so the THM. opposite, right? You call right. it MTH. Okay. Right. And then ultimately you could go for a PhD or a doctor yeah. in ministry. I, I did not get an opportunity. Trusting God, I'm praying for that. You would like to? Yeah, I would like to. Which, which degree? The D-man? Uh, I like the interpretation of New Testament. New Testament. A, either... Either New Testament or the Bible expositions, whatever I get. All right. So did you sit in on Dr. Brock's class that he's been teaching here this yes. week on Christian ethics? Yeah. Are you take, are you sitting in on that as a student or just out of curiosity? No. Uh, as a student, I said. You are. So you yeah. are going to take the test? Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So good luck, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. we would say. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. 
to to study God's word, and there is a intentionality that the students have to bring. How long have you served here at Heritage? And this is three years. Three years now. Yeah. And did you come here directly upon finishing your MTH? No. Okay. Uh, I was been to a different colleges. Uh, I was teaching in the seminary as well as I was involved in the church planting outreach mm-hmm. ministry. I see. So I have, it, your desire is to uh, be involved in church ministry as well. So do you do yes. that on the weekends or how does yeah, that weekends. work? Weekends. Okay. Uh, uh, I got called me full time for the ministry from the book of Proverbs chapter 15 verse 16. Which says? It is better to be little with a great, little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure where there is no fear. That's my full-time call for the Lord. I was uh, being to in between after my salvation, uh, since I was a sports person. So all of a sudden, just I just went to an interview of the government, uh, army interview. I just got selected and I got even army job. You got a job in the yeah, army. I, yeah, army. Is that is that difficult to be selected? Difficult that ah. time, but for me it was easy because I was okay that time. Yeah, you were a strong, yes, good, yes. good fighter. So they yeah. said we we got to have this guy. And uh, but uh, <laughs> by that time, God talked to me from this book of Proverbs, chapter fifteen, verse sixteen. Holy Spirit of God was with me, and it was talking to me. Yeah. And through that word, it made me confirm. So how'd you get out of your commitment to do be in the army? <laughs> yeah, I would love to share with you. I'm very excited <laughs> to share this. You know. My mind was, even though I got saved, still there are some more things to be, had to be changed. Yes. My mind was to become something great in the world. Mm. And uh, I, my mind also was like a kind of Lucifer. Kind of like what? Like a kind of mind of Lucifer. Ah, in uh, Like uh, mm. thinking of taking all the credits. Oh boy. Doing good works, I like it. Uh, doing good for others, it was my desire and longiness. But the intention was wrong. My intention was, when I do a good work for everyone, they will be very happy, they will respect me. And uh, hmm. I did not know that all glory has to be uh, given only to the Lord, but I was trying to take that glory. And I was thinking of doing something good works in the world so that, you know, people can respect me. But such a situation come, really God turned my life as a full-time ministry from this first uh, Proverbs chapter 15 verse 16. Right. It is better to be little with the fear of the Lord than a great treasure where there is no peace. Okay, so so that's that's the meaning of the verse to you is yes. it's better to be little. You yes. felt that God had to humble you and bring you to a point where you were in the right frame of mind to serve for the right reasons. Yes. And not so that everyone will see you and, and respect you and, and think highly of you. I see what you're saying. Right. But I still don't understand how you, why you're not in the army right now. So did you <laughs> did you actually sign up and, and make a contract? I, I did not sign, Okay. but I got appointment. They offered it yeah, and you said me. that was the point where God yeah. said, no, I've got a different plan for you. Yes. So it's, it's a road you looked at and considered that path, yeah. and you said, I'm sure I could be successful here because I have always been successful and they're going to give me this appointment, but I'm not going to go that direction. Instead, I'm going to go this other, this other path. Right. Now, obviously, you have, you have achieved great form, fame and fortune here uh, <laughs> on the campus. Um, are you satisfied with that? Are you, sat- are you satisfied and content with... Serving here, uh, let's be honest, 
not not very prestigious, not very palatial. There are no palaces on this campus. Uh, this is hard. I mean, Professor Nyack, th this is hard out here. And um, are you content with that? Are you are you satisfied? Has God met your needs? Uh, again, I'm excited to share with you. Yeah. You know, there was a time in my young, I was looking forward where are the good facilities. Good facilities. facilities. Hey, that's but a great thing. I'm God, all for good facilities. <laughs> and, but God has molded me such a way today. I am thankful to the Lord. My best place is where God used me. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever God used me, that's my best place. Oh. I was staying just before uh, in the capital city of Odisha. That's the number one smart city in India. Every, okay. All facilities are there. And intellectuals. We have church over there also. Yeah. You have? Uh, we have church. Church. Local church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have do you have good uh, attorneys in Orissa? Yeah, about uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good legal system. Yeah. yeah. So, but I'm excited. It is not because of the place and the facilities. I'm excited that God has been using me. He's leading me. Yeah. Yeah. And how have the students responded to your instruction? Yeah, they respond well. Is it is are they getting it um, in the way that you did? Are they committed to serve what what kind of students do you have here yeah they i i make them understand they understand yeah. they, they are getting yeah they are getting yeah i'm going to their level and making them understand that's what a good teacher yeah. does it takes a minute to figure out where are they and where can i bring them to next and not necessarily come in and say this is the level you must achieve but rather where are you now and can i help you get to the very next level for god's glory yeah, sometimes I take some extra classes, even though I'm not appointed with that. Ah. Example, elementary Greek I take, but unless they know English grammar, they cannot catch up with this elementary. So I take some English grammar also there. So it's it's <laughs> the, <laughs> the goal is to teach Greek, but we have to take a step backwards and teach some English first before right. we can teach Greek. True. Interesting. What language did you grow up speaking? Odia language. Odia and Kui. Odia is Odisha state language. Yes. Kui is our tribal language. <laughs> so, so down here they speak Tamil. Do, yes. do you speak that language? No. And that's I, what I did we, not understand when learning. I came. We are learning. Yeah. We are learning. And and what would be the official language of India? Is there an official language? Is it Hindi? Hindi. Or? Hindi. Yeah, but not not everyone speaks yes, Hindi. Yes. So in some ways, English is the trade language or the common language, even here. That seems like most of the classes are taught in English. Right. Yeah. And so that gives us an opportunity to come and be useful. And it has been incredible the last few weeks to be here yeah. and to meet your students and to meet you all. And you are serving sacrificially. But what what is it that gives you the strength to work through all of the hardships? What is it that gives you the vision to see something in the future that's not here now. Okay. I'm able to fulfill my vision as I come here because my vision is reaching to the unreached with the goodness of Jesus through some the disciples of Jesus, which means a like-minded people. Yeah. So, as uh, book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, when the Spirit of the God comes upon you, you will receive power and you will be witnessing beginning from Jerusalem, Judea, yeah. Yeah. Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. Right. So I have that burden, reach mm. to the unreached with the good news of Jesus. That's my passion. Yeah. 
and uh, to the different uh, cultures people different language people book of proverbs chapter 7 verse 9 says to every language as people that's mm-hmm. my heartbeat for the lord yeah. and how i will be doing alone i cannot go even i time may not be sufficient alone i cannot i can go through the disciples of jesus to whom we are preparing to the student and that gives you the strength yes are there students from orissa yeah there are some students from orissa too. are they are they kind of like under your wing that's the ones that you can uh, talk to and have something more in common with yeah i would suppose yeah but we sang a new song and you learned it with us to uh, sing at the pastor's conference. And the line that I love from the third verse, it says, the lamb is worthy, praise will rise from every tribe and tongue. And I look at the student body here and what's happening. We had all those pastors here, 260 pastors from around the, around the region. And I see just a little glimpse. Yeah of what it will be like in heaven someday. All of us singing the same song, the lamb is worthy. Amen? Amen. Any parting words of advice that you would have for a young man or a young woman that is considering God's call on their life and concerned about how they should know what, what should be the next step for me? You've made some decisions along those lines. You can look back now in your life and see how God provided. Do you have any counsel or words, words of wisdom for someone that's at that point of decision in following God's will? Uh, primarily, definitely the word of God that I go to. And then there is a, I have a spiritual guider, maybe a few spiritual godly men. Get some I, good advice. I, I used to take, I used to share very openly. And I used to take their advice also. Like yeah. from SIBBC, there was a, a name called Dr. Uh, Burgis, Babu Burgis. Uh-huh. He was a very, he was my professor, yeah. but he's a very good prayer mate also. So your college professors and yeah. former pastors and yes. godly counselors yeah. that can give you good advice. Even Dr. P.D. Cherian also. Mm. P.D. Uh, Cherian, yeah. sure. Well, yes, I thank sir. you so much for your time. Uh, I, I enjoyed I, with you, sir. Thank I you I enjoyed much. this immensely, and I'm so thankful that you shared. God had a special calling on your life when you look back and see the circumstances of how he rescued you from your your life and your upbringing but it's not different for anyone else on any anywhere we are all lost and on our way to hell and only through god's grace does he reach down and offer salvation to us and so i'm thankful for your time thank you for sharing your mission in life and uh god bless you my friend thank you sir thank you very much i'm blessed thank you for joining us today On Mission is a production of Maranatha Baptist University. Subscribe to On Mission on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review as this will help other growing leaders find these conversations. For more information about our guests, previous episodes, and general information about On Mission or MBU, go to mbu.edu slash podcast. Join us again next week as we examine what keeps leaders on mission.